Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. This program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. This is a trusted place for you and your family. As always, if you have a question, you can visit us online at Senior Care Live, L I V E, Senior Care Live.com, or you can give us a call at 1 800 331 6445. All right, we have an excellent program for you here today right out of the gate at the top of the at the top of the program would like to welcome back my friend and special guest today Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care and David, welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thanks, Steve. Good to be here today. All right, great to have you. And before we jump into some of the things that we uh, we're wanting to cover today, just want to ask you, you know, how are you doing with vaccines and maybe vaccination of your staff there at, at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care? And what are some of the things and, and trends that you're seeing in our community? Yeah, sure, Steve. It's a, it's a great question. Um, you know, I consider our team um, to be frontline workers. They're out and about in the community. We're taking care of uh, just about 500 people every single day across the community. Wow. Um, the good news is, is that um, 62% of our staff are vaccinated or in the process of being vaccinated right now. And I would say the majority of them have had their, their second dose. So uh, good, we're good. very proud. Pr- Proud to have been able to get that accomplished. Um, it's important to to protect them as fast as possible. So, um, in terms of trends, Steve, you know, I think there's probably two things that I want to mention. One is that um, you know we're seeing a lot of late referrals, and what that means in hospice is that when people are coming onto our service, um, they're very sick. Um, and I know that people think, well, aren't they always sick? But I, you know, what we're seeing right now is, is, is even worse and that our lengths of stay are, are very short, which means that people are dying very quickly. And um, I believe that people are just not seeking out um, health care 
quick quick enough. I think the the uh, pandemic is causing people to be leery of of seeking medical medical help. So um, that is one trend that I think is important that I should mention. And I really urge people that if you're if you have an illness, if you're feeling ill, if you're sick, you know, reach out to your primary care physician. Uh, there's telehealth available, phone calls, you know, whatever it takes. But take that direction and seek medical advice if you're not feeling well. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing that's a, it's a trend that's uh, just important is that there's a high need for grief support. Our team uh, um, is excellent, but uh, we're, seeking, we're, we're seeing uh, folks that need more help um, sooner. They're asking for more help faster uh, to help with, with the loss of their loved ones. And, um, and so that's just another trend. And, and we're here to help the, help, help the community in a variety of ways, and we'll talk a bit about that throughout the show. Okay. And just some of the untold costs of this pandemic. And I agree. I see people uh, postponing their move, uh, moving their loved one or themselves to a senior care community because of the fear of COVID. But now that all of the vaccines are starting to be distributed, you know, most of the senior care communities, uh, the staff and residents have been vaccinated at least once and many of them twice. And so it's a much more of a safe environment. I think, uh, I, I think folks will let their guard down a little bit and have a little more trust and look little less fear. So hopefully we'll be on a, a positive trend moving forward, David. <laughs> you know, I hope so, Steve. And, you know, we've been testing our staff members that go into long-term care communities every single week. Um, and at all of the facilities that we've talked to, all of their staff, like you mentioned, and, and the residents are now vaccinated. So that is a terrific uh, milestone that we that they've been able to achieve in the community. That is fantastic. All right. So, David, I don't know where January went. I mean, I'm telling you, I blinked and it was gone. It was it was kind of strange. But now we're in the February and uh, many of us are, are thinking about, you know, what gifts that we'll give our partners and or maybe what treats our kids will hand out at Valentine's to their friends. So you know, but for many listeners, this may also be a time to remember the loved ones they've lost. And so you're here today to talk with us about some resources and strategies for coping with loss and grief. And can I ask you to start out by uh, just talking to us a little bit about why it's important to talk about your grief or just discuss your grief? You know, Steve, it's a great question. And uh, I'm glad to talk about this today. You know, some folks, you know, they they often think that the end of life journey um, as an ending, you know, when someone dies, but for their loved ones, in many ways, that's really just a start of a journey. And so feeling the void of not having that person physically in your life is very painful. And many people are also affected by the sudden absence of, of a caregiving role that they filled in sometimes for, for many years. So that, you know, that's a transition that affects every aspect of your life. Uh, loss is one of life's most difficult journeys, but one that we hope ends with healing. And um, while it's common in our society to avoid talking about death, it's very important to the healing process. And, you know, talking about the range of emotions that come after someone you you love dies, from sadness to anger to feeling uncertain, or even confused about what to do, you know, it's important. um, It's an important to learning that all of those emotions are common. And, uh, you know, naming and accepting those emotions uh, helps folks to work through those and eventually live with the grief and find joy and happiness in memories and, and not just have pain. Uh, okay. And 
David, just a, a, a minute ago, you had mentioned something I hadn't really thought about. Sudden, you, you, you're affected by the sudden absence of the caregiving role. And if you think about it, you may have been providing care for someone for a very long time. It's part of your identity. And now, now you're dealing with the grief of loss. Plus, you just lost your purpose and and there that's even a, a bigger void to have to deal with. I hadn't really thought that through, but that's a really really important point. Absolutely, it's uh it's something that people have to adjust to, and and um, we hear that often our, our frontline team that you know that you know I'm going to be lonely after this is over, and and that that does happen. Okay, so do you have any advice for people who've lost a loved one? Yeah, you know, Steve, um, talking to someone about how you're feeling, even if you think you're doing okay, um, is important. Sometimes that could be a friend or a family member, maybe even a coworker. You know, and for a variety of reasons, it it might not feel comfortable to talk about death um, or your grief with those that are close to you, and that's okay, but it doesn't mean that you should, you know, go it alone. If If you are feeling alone or that you're struggling, you know, I'd encourage you to reach out to your therapist or counselor if you have one, or to your primary care physician who can provide you a recommendation um, if one's needed. So if your loved one died while on hospice, um, we offer free bereavement services, and those are available to you up to uh, a year after the death, and you can always contact your hospice provider anytime during that year. And uh, our team has done a phenomenal job uh, adapting to virtual appointments and really uh, helping people no matter um, what their needs are during this time. And that's a really important point to uh, cover as well, or for folks to understand that these bereavement services are available through your hospice benefit for up to a full year after your time of loss. So uh, that's just a, another huge benefit of, of working with a hospice provider. So, uh, David, what if hospice was not involved? Uh, what have you seen among people who died more suddenly or while not on hospice services? Sure. You know, Unfortunately, uh, death can't always be anticipated, and it, it often occurs unexpectedly. And so not being able to say goodbye to someone at a bedside or when someone dies can leave folks with uh, unresolved emotions and can be more complicated um, as part of their symptoms of grief. So for children, it can be especially hard to understand death and adjust to living without a parent um, or maybe a grandparent or a sibling. So young people almost always need extra support. And across these situations, traumatic situations like violence, drug use, or even losing someone during the pandemic um, can really make the healing process more difficult. So there are resources for people who are experiencing more complicated grief and those dealing with um, the combination of trauma and loss, situations that have become you know, more common during the pandemic, frankly. Okay, and can you tell us more about some of the resources available for people in these situations, David? Sure. Um, There are community resources that are available, and I'll touch on a few. Uh, We have grief support through um, the Solace House Center for Grief and Healing, and that's a program of Kansas City Hospice, which uh, offers free facilitated peer support groups where people work through guided activities and share their experience with others who've been through similar forms of loss. Um, We work for the entire family. That includes uh, youngsters even, um, as young as three years old. And um, I think it's really important, uh, that offering. 
Plus, we have Passages, which is a program that is a, a unique for mental health um, counseling program. Uh, those are for folks that are dealing with more complicated grief, uh, difficult life transitions, maybe other forms of trauma. And again, this is available for all ages, adults and children. That is fantastic. For our listeners, reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care at 816-363-2600 or online at kchospice.org. We'll have more with David coming up next, but first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. Grief support is only available to those who have prolonged or complicated grief. Is that statement true or false? The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And you can stream the program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com or through the app Radio.com. Right back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Grief support is only available to those who have prolonged or complicated grief. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. Steve, everyone grieves differently, and there's really no right length of time or path to healing, and grief support services are available to anyone needing the support of others, and we often say that you don't get over loss, you learn to live with it. That's right, and it, this is different for every single person, and, uh, and, and I like that saying, you, you, you never get over it. You just learn to live with it, and you somehow move on. I've experienced this in my own life, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's unimaginable. You think, there's no way I can move on, but you can at, at some point, and it is different for everyone. So uh, I'm right. visiting today with David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And uh, David, you mentioned services for kids a couple of times, and, and I know that's not an age group we immediately think of when talking about senior care and information around that, but can you tell us a little more about services for kids? Sure, Steve. You know, in addition to grief support and mental health counseling for youth, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care also provides our Carousel Pediatric Care. Uh, Carousel is the only hospice team in the region that's dedicated to the unique needs of children and families. We've had this program since 1989. You know, nobody wants to think about hospice and pediatric care, but when you need it, you need an expert, and that's who we are. And, And our team provides specialized medical care, but we also give families emotional and spiritual support, and we incorporate art, music, play therapy that helps the patients and siblings cope with what's going on. And uh, each year, our team um, supports between 50 and 100 kids that require palliative or hospice care. And, you know, often the siblings of the kids uh, who receive carousel care are helped through our Solace House support groups or maybe one of our grief camps. So, Just like with the adult family members we serve, services follow them 
through their grief and healing journey also. All right. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, February is American Heart Month. So you're also here today to talk with us about options for people dealing with the very distressing symptoms of advanced heart disease. So tell us uh, about how hospice and palliative care fit into the care of people suffering with uh, diseases like uh, CHF or congestive heart failure. Sure. Uh, You know, heart disease can be a very difficult physical and emotional battle. Um, The symptoms can be very distressing, shortness of breath, chest pain, high blood pressure, weakness, fatigue, uh, dizziness, inability to function normally, and uh, CHF in its final stages is often unpredictable and the symptoms can vary. So, you know, in the past, physicians were less likely to suggest hospice for congestive heart failure or other cardiac diseases, and that trend is now reversing, and more cardiologists are seeking uh, help for their patients who whose symptoms are overly distressing so they can live more comfortably. And typically patients experience, you know, a a recurring cycle of dramatic decline then followed by a period of recovery. So as a result, um, you know, a lot of uh, heart disease patients who could benefit from hospice never receive that essential emotional and physical support, which is tough. So... Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the signs that a person with heart disease might want to consult with Kansas City Hospice? You know, Steve, um, it's important that people realize um, that care is available even earlier in the disease process. And Kansas City Hospice has a program called Advanced Illness Support, and that can begin helping just as soon as someone is diagnosed with a heart condition that requires extra care. So plus, we have palliative home health care, and that can be added when someone has needs um, in the home and before hospice is needed. And, you know, patients that are considered to be terminal or end of end of stage or end stage of heart disease when they have a life expectancy of six months or less, you know, only a doctor can make those clinical determinations. But, um, you know, folks can always call us, they can talk to us, and if they're showing significant signs of symptoms um, of fatigue and shortness of breath, um, optimal treatment maybe have already been provided and he or she's not a candidate for further surgical or medical interventions. Perhaps the patient has had treatment and they've made a choice that they're not pursuing them any further. So the best Mm -hmm. thing to do is to call whenever you have concerns about your heart disease, talk to your physician and uh, or our our team can always uh, guide you if needed. Okay. All right. Excellent. And, you know, we talked earlier about Carousel Pediatric Care Program. Just incredible. I understand that you're repeating the wonderful mustache month this year uh, to raise funds for Carousel. And I know that I'm looking forward to growing my stash again this year. In fact, uh, I didn't shave Sunday, so I I got a little bit of a head. I got a running start on growing my mustache back this year. (laughs) All right. Well, we're a few days in now into the month, and um, we appreciate you so much. You've been involved the last couple of years, and we have a little video out there that's uh, featuring your, your outstanding stash. Um, so this, this month, it, our, our event is, it's all virtual, it's, uh, but it's not short on fun. You can visit the event site, which is MM4, which stands for Mustache Month 4. So literally MM, the number 4, carousel.givesmart.com to see our current stash makers and stash fakers. And of course, sign up if you'd like to. Uh, this year, we have a fun online fund need and a really exciting raffle prize. Okay, so tell us more about this prize. All right. 
you know what? It's a chance to win a Peloton Bike Plus. It Ooh. comes with um, a 12 month all access membership, and you can you can uh, get in on the chance. It's a fifty dollar raffle ticket, or you can get six for two fifty. And uh, if the bike isn't your thing and you win, uh, you can actually choose a $2,500 Visa gift card instead. So it's kind of fun. Okay. Yeah, that that's a fantastic price. Uh, now, I was a stash maker last year, which means that I actually grew a mustache. So what is a stash faker all about? <laughs> well, it's a good question. And, uh, you know, everybody <laughs> can't grow a mustache. So we have a, a lot of people of all ages that want to help us. And so the fakers do whatever they can do to attract their friends and on social media. Um, some do kind of put mustache on their pets or they might bake some mustache-shaped pastries. You know, people just have a lot of fun and we just, uh, we, people have the ability to add some pictures online. So you can, uh, you can even cover up your mask with a cool, you know, uh, a fake stash. So we um, are looking forward to that this month. That's excellent. Uh, so uh, you're looking for stash donators and, and how would that work? You know, it's pretty simple. You just go online and then you pick any of the profiles and the voting is kind of easy to do. And you do that with uh, with uh, donating money and all of the proceeds, 100% of them stay right here in Kansas City. And it helps the kiddos in hospice and their families on the carousel team. All right. And uh, why such a lighthearted fundraiser, David? You know, we, we take the inspiration from our carousel team because they're a very serious and dedicated group of professionals. They do their very best every single day. Um, and of course, you know, it's difficult, but I think they, they find joy and fulfillment from the work that they do in a very serious job. So we wanted to do something very fun to honor their spirit and help them with this very special program and give it some funding that it needs. All right, excellent. Mr. David Wiley, President and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. David, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Steve. Good to be here. All right, we'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out uh, all of the recent podcasts of every single episode, uh, again, at SeniorCareLive.com. All right, just want to say thanks again to David Wiley with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And you talk about a phenomenal organization, and they have all of these different programs, and many of these are available through donation or are really enhanced through donation. That's why this is so important. And, and I, I'll tell you what, if I think about this too much, it'll probably just completely, you know, just break me down. But if you can imagine having a, a, a small child with a terminal illness of cancer or whatever it might be. And, and how, I mean, how would you possibly handle that? I I literally cannot imagine. Uh, And if you're a grandparent, you know, what if that's your grandchild? I just, I just can't imagine. But 
Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care has this phenomenal special program called uh, Carousel Pediatric Care, the Carousel Team. And and can you imagine, I mean, the the staff, how special of a person you would have to be, to, first of all, to, to even be able to, to handle this and then, and then just have such grace and strength and support for that child and their family. I can't even imagine. Uh, like David mentioned, this is the only... Uh, a highly specialized pediatric hospice program in the entire region. And this is a big, big deal. So I would like to uh, encourage you to donate whatever you can. I am, uh, my campaign is, I call it Steve's Stash. <laughs> and we do have fun with this every year. This is my third year participating and I'm, 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 going to have a special page that you can go to if you go to seniorcarelive.com and just scroll down the uh, that homepage and you'll see you'll see Steve Stash and there'll be a link there where you can click to donate uh, but you know anything that you can donate is much appreciated it stays right here in town with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care it goes to a phenomenal program care cell pediatric hospice care and uh, I, I just couldn't be more proud to join in on this effort and it was brand new three years ago raised a lot more money last year and this year we're hoping to raise even more if you have questions you can go to online at kchospice.org you can give kc hospice a call at 816-363-2600 they also have a specific uh, domain uh, website here mm for mustache month mm the numeral for carousel.givesmart.com i'll have all of that on my website seniorcarelive.com if you didn't have a chance to write that down but uh, uh, any way about it be sure to get involved and uh, anything you can do would be greatly appreciated and it helps uh, it, it helps in such a big big and major way so we would really appreciate that. All right, just wanted to give a a quick mention to uh, and I was I was notified about this, and I, I'm very honored. Uh, there is a website and a group that put together they they scoured the universe. <laughs> they put together a list of the top fifty caregiver podcasts, and Senior Care Live is number eight of the top fifty podcasts about being a caregiver for the elderly, and that's out of thousands and thousands of available podcasts. So I, I was uh, first of all, I was really honored to be notified that we, you know we're on the list, just even on the list, and I started scrolling through i see that we're number eight i think we should be number one but anyway that's just the competitive side of me right <laughs> so but just really uh, excited about that and uh and i was contacted about that from our friends at uh, feed spot and i was contacted by the founder of feed spot anuj and i thought that was just so cool to learn about the ranking and about just all of these really good podcasts there's just so much uh, a wealth of information available out there so uh, so be sure to check that out and uh, anuj and all the uh, good people at Feedspot, I just want to say thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. Okay, so <laughs> here we are with another story uh, about a private caregiver being hired, and uh, this is now turning into another 
nightmare. So here's the here's the situation. Uh, over a period of time, this caregiver has gained the trust of this of the mother of this family. The mother also has dementia. And you, I think you might be able to see where this might be going. Uh, over a period of time, this caregiver separated her, the client, the mom, the mother, from this family. And now the mother with dementia fully, and she's not thinking right, right? Because she, she had, for her entire lifetime, a wonderful, loving, and trusting relationship with her family. But now this caregiver has somehow separated her from the family. And now the mother only believes in and listens to this caregiver and not her own flesh and blood family members. And again, this is they didn't have any issues before the dementia, right? And, and before this caregiver entered the picture. Uh, so this is the the dementia. This is one of the negative ramifications uh, of one of the many negative effects of, of dementia. So now the client or their mother totally agrees with everything, anything and everything that this caregiver says and does. And the the family has recently discovered that this caregiver, and again, this is not from a home care company. This is a private, I don't know where they found this terrible woman, but they found her. She just off the street somewhere and hired her, paying her a ton of money. Uh, and and I guarantee you, she's not probably not reporting that uh, for for taxation. But uh, they 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 found her and brought her in. And now we're at this point. Check this out. The caregiver took their mother to her financial advisor. Red flags, right? <laughs> to learn about their mother's investments and to get details about how many accounts, where are the accounts. How much money is in each account? And this lady has uh, some resources. Uh, so you can see where it's going. Uh, they have noted, and she has a lot of expensive jewelry. They've noticed that several of the pieces are now missing. And they're pretty sure where they went, but they can't prove it. Uh, they discovered that this uh, that that uh, the their mother gave the caregiver a huge gift card for Christmas in the four figures for Christmas. Yeah, have, have Merry, you know Merry Christmas, and here's a nice bonus after all the money she's already paying her. Uh, the family installed a safe in the home, and now the safe has the safe has a different combination. Oh my goodness! So. I think the family should begin to document absolutely everything. And uh, in my opinion, they should install tiny video cameras all over the house. Uh, they will catch her doing what she's doing, but they have to be able to prove it. Right. And once they have that video evidence, then they have an airtight case. They can take legal action. It's going to be hard to detach this caregiver from their mom because their mom absolutely loves her and believes every single word that this caregiver says. But without the video cameras, they just have uh, suspicion and that's just not enough. So this is why you should never, ever, ever, ever hire a person just off the street to come into your home and provide care. There are so many stories like this. It would just make your head spin. So uh, you know, no background check, no insurance or liability in any way. You may have just let a criminal into your mother's house and 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 you don't even know it so you know when you hire a caregiver from a quality home care provider that's been in business for a for a while and they have a solid track record they 
do the background checks. They provide liability insurance. They provide workers' compensation coverage in case of an accident on your property. So that doesn't come back to you. I mean, what if someone falls down, you know, God forbid, but you know, what what if they someone falls down and fractures their arm or hits their head and they have a concussion and they have to go to the hospital? It could be a serious injury. Well, that's going to go back on you. And then the question is, will your homeowner's insurance cover that since they were an employee? It was an employer-employee situation. Um, I've heard many cases where that is not covered, and now that's out of your pockets. That's a huge liability exposure. Uh, the home If you hire a home care company, they provide a backup caregiver if that would be needed. I mean, you know, with someone, if, if their child is sick that day or maybe they don't feel well or whatever the case may be, so, and guess what else the home care provider does? They pay the payroll taxes. And I, I've heard examples of, uh, of a private caregiver going to file for unemployment and they just paid this lady cash. And now the state came back on the couple uh, wanting employer-based payroll taxes on top of the cash they paid the caregiver. And it was all unreported. So, you know, any issues with any one of these things can cost you so much more than if you just went with a quality home care provider in the first place. So here's the message. Uh, Do not hire a private caregiver. Go with a quality and experienced home care provider. It may cost a few more dollars per hour, but guess what? It is absolutely well worth it. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert, brought to you by Senior Care Live. All right, boy, when I <laughs> when I hear stories like that, it absolutely just makes my blood boil. And I don't, you know, I don't even know these people, but when I hear about someone taking taking advantage of a senior, and then on top of that, worse yet, a senior with dementia and turning her against her family, it's just unforgivable. So just be be so careful. I'm going to have some great information coming right up. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so I frequently discuss how to find the best senior care communities, and I've talked uh, you know, recently about what you need to know before even conducting your search, and all that is really, really important. But here's a question. What if you already have a senior care community. Maybe you've already moved in, either you or your loved one. So, Steve, what do you have for us? Well, I have a lot for you. (laughs) So today I want to share some proven strategies on how to maximize care at any senior care community. And just to let you know, I would be happy to email out a free copy of how to maximize care 
at a senior care community. I'd be happy to do that. I'll just, it's a PDF file. I'll just, I'll just email it to you. Uh, just give us a, a call or you can reach out through our website and I'll be happy to email that to you. And it's really, really, really helpful. You don't have to do any of these things, but if you do, you're going to tend to maximize the care or get the most out of your stay at, at literally any place that you should choose because these, these approaches and tips are just really universal. So number one, participate in the care planning process. And I would say this is really important at, you know, residential care, there, there may not be very much of a care plan, although, you know, many times there would be definitely a care plan at the assisted living in the home plus uh, levels of care, definitely a care plan at the intermediate care facility level. I would say this is most important at the long-term care or the nursing home level of care. Uh, so let's jump into this. Uh, these places are required to develop a unique plan of care for your loved one based specifically on their individual needs. And that would include the following, like their medical needs or medical information or medical requirements, social needs, dietary preferences or restrictions, if there are any, uh, the medications that are taken, physical capabilities, physical needs, spiritual needs, bathing and grooming needs. And maybe they'll take into consideration favorite activities to make sure they're trying to provide the best quality of life possible, Uh, any personal preferences and needs, personal interests, and any other information uh, that they can get their hands on their background. And there is so much to it, but they put together a, a unique plan of care for every single resident based on that whole list of information. There's an interdisciplinary group representing all departments from that community, and they'll they'll create this initial plan of care upon admission, and then that's to be updated on a quarterly basis. Although, if you have a significant change uh, in your in your significant status change, basically, uh, they will uh, change that uh, as frequently as needed but at least on a quarterly basis. So, and it's updated and it may not, it, it'll be reviewed. Maybe it doesn't need to be changed, but it's at least reviewed quarterly. And many times it is updated. So this is your opportunity to participate in these planning sessions. And of course you're welcomed and encouraged to do that. But I'll tell you what, you know, a lot of folks do not participate in these these care plans. And they're like, oh yeah, hey, you guys are doing a good job. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, keep up the good work. Well, that may be true at some of the really good places, uh, but uh, for a lot of these places, that may not be true. And I'm telling you, you, you can't skip skip out on these things. You just can't do it. Uh, you need to be there to speak for your loved one, uh, speak on their behalf, uh, review all of these, suggest changes, make sure your loved one is getting everything that they need uh, uh, to get. And again, this is your official opportunity on the record uh, to to make changes to this plan of care to make sure your loved one is getting everything that they need. Uh, and you can do that through participating on a conference call. You can go in person when we're able to do that again. Obviously, you could attend virtually these days as well. So uh, the other one, uh, the next one is just get involved. Uh, so just visit your loved one uh, as frequently as possible. And I understand COVID throws a wrench in that, but I think we're going to get back to a little more of a normal situation sooner than later. Uh, participate in family council or family support groups uh, when they are available. And then again, this is this would be during normal times and, and we're not back yet, but we're moving that way. Volunteer to assist with outings or special events, put up decorations in the building or participate in activities whenever 
possible. Uh, just think about it like this. You know, w- when our kids were young and in school, what did we do? We would go visit him for lunch, or at least my wife and I did participate in the PTA. We would help uh, the band kids decorate the room for a Halloween dance where they were going to have a fundraiser. We were just we were just always over there and always involved in something. It's just like that, except guess what? You know, your parents did it for you. My parents did it for me. And now it's a role reversal. We need we we need to do that for them uh just spend time with your loved one in their community and drop by at different days uh and uh, you know including that would include evenings nights weekends get to know the families and and uh, of the other residents and the residents themselves i had one client tell me the neatest story she said steve i wasn't expecting this but very very quickly i bonded with some of the other sons and daughters coming to see their parents and they started looking out for my mom i started looking out for their parents and she she said, very unexpectedly, she said, my family grew. I feel like I have a larger family just, you know, 30 to 60 days into my mom's stay. I thought that was just a, a really, really wonderful story. And then build relationships. This is super important, especially with the hands-on caregivers, the CMAs and the CNAs. Uh, and guess what? The, the turnover rate is is really, really high. It's well over 100%. So expect to have to uh, develop a, a relationship, a personal relationship with the caregivers, and then expect to have to do that again as new caregivers may enter the picture during your stay. And it's just a, it's just a human emotion, a human nature kind of a thing. Uh, if you have a if you have a caring and supportive relationship with the caregivers, and it has to be genuine, but if you do, they're going to go out of their way uh, and go over and above and beyond for you because of that relationship. It's just a really great thing. Uh, communicate with management. Uh, they can't resolve an issue if they're not aware of it. So be sure to do that. Uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. <laughs> So so just just communicate with management and then just be patient and reasonable uh, and give them an opportunity to get it right if there are any issues. Most of the time, these things are taken care of uh, to everyone's satisfaction. But if if the issue continues and you're not uh, seeing that anything is moving or, or action taken to your satisfaction, you it, it, it is your right to phone a, a complaint uh, to the state uh, of, of either Kansas or Missouri or any any state that your loved one may living in, it is your right to do that. But only do that as a really a, uh, a, a means of last resort. I would exhaust all of my other options uh, first. And then don't don't send your loved one to a one of these communities with, uh, you know, a family heirloom, a two-carat diamond ring, and uh, a $12,000 strand of pearls and all this kind of stuff. Don't do not do that. Don't do that. Get some costume jewelry or get, get something else. But I, I would not do that uh, at all because you never know, you know, if someone has dementia and they're, they're walking by, oh, there's, they're, there are my pearls. I've been looking for them. And they may pick them up and walk off. And all of a sudden, your mom's missing her pearls. And they're worth a lot of money when uh, it was just an honest mistake, mistake by someone with you know cognitive issues. So, uh, so, so don't do that. Just be reasonable uh, with that. Leave the expensive stuff at home. And all of these things will help you uh, with your stay. If Again, if you need uh, uh, help with that. If you have questions or you want a free copy of that, give me a contact. Just give me a shout and I'll email that out to you free of charge. 
All right, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live.